0: back to Haunted Haze. I'm Josh. I'm Kristen. And this is a special Halloween edition.
1: Yes, Halloween is our all-time favorite holiday. Yes, it is. We love to go all out for it, so this is going to be a really good episode.
0: Yeah, we're excited about it. We're basically talking about the traditions of Halloween and, you know, kind of where it all came from and, you know, how it's celebrated today. So
1: And we got some opinions from some listeners on, like, their favorite Halloween traditions and stuff, so we're going to talk about that, too. So Yeah, really that's excited. totally cool,
0: yeah. A lot of difference of opinion when it comes to Halloween.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, So anyway, I guess
0: we'll start with uh, the ancient origins of Halloween. Okay,
1: I'm interested to hear this.
0: Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Solon. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France, celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the world of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Solomon, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that presence of otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. To commemorate the events, Druids built huge sacred bonfires where people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortune. When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires, which they extinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. In the course of 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, Two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Ferula, a day in late October where the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of the celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced to this day on Halloween. All Saints Day on May 13th, 609 AD Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs, and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs, and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. By the ninth century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, where it gradually blended with and supplanted older Celtic rites. In 1,000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain, with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallomus. And the night before, the traditional night of Solon in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows' Eve and eventually Halloween. Halloween comes to America. The celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief system there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. As the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebration included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief-making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, Annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish, fleeing the Irish potato famine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally.
1: I'm so glad
0: they did, though. Yeah, right? Halloween's the best. So that's kind of the... The backstory of where Halloween came from and began.
1: Yeah, that's uh, really interesting.
0: But as today we know, we know it for what? Candy. Yeah, for real. Right? trick or
1: treating. Trick or treating,
0: costumes, costumes. Parties. Uh, pumpkins. Yes. Pumpkin uh, we, carving.
1: At, and like, we love pumpkins, right? Like, yeah, I think that's, it's like our go to Halloween decoration, yeah, that, obviously. Yeah,
0: the pumpkin to me is the definitive. Halloween decoration, right?
1: Yeah, and anybody who knows how we decorate our house for Halloween is like,
0: yeah. oh yeah, we, we, like, we have we a lot do. of I pumpkins. Have the pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I have some history actually on the Halloween pumpkin.
0: Okay. Awesome. So
1: this is the American history. It says, "We have pumpkins at morning and pumpkins at noon. If it were not for pumpkins, we should be undoon." <laughs> All Those right. lines are from a poem by <laughs> a Massachusetts settler in the 1630s. Spittin'. Seeming <laughs> seems particularly appropriate at this time of the year. Halloween is nearly here, so grocery stores, coffee shops, and bakeries fill with pumpkin-flavored treats, from muffins to lattes to raviolis. Modern Halloween comes from the Irish festival Samhain or an occasion that marked the passage from summer to harvest season at the dark of winter. The tradition dictated huge bonfires be built in fields, and it was believed that fairy spirit lurked in the shadows. To distract these spirits from unsettling, or from settling into houses and farms, people would carve rudimentary faces into large turnips and set candles inside them. The turnip lanterns would rest along the roadways, next to the gates, both to light the way for travelers and caution any passing fairies against invading. The celebration of Halloween in America didn't take off in waves until immigrants from Ireland and Scotland arrived in the mid-1800s. Pumpkins are native to North America. So while it's not known exactly when the first pumpkin was carved and lit, the first mention of Pumpkin's jack-o'-lantern come around the same time of 1866. Wow. The children's magazine Harper's Young People reported that a great sacrifice of pumpkins had been made that year for uh, the Halloween celebrations. Pumpkin carving grew more and more popular as the years went on. By the 1920s, Halloween had been embraced throughout the United States. Parties and costumes became the norm, and trick-or-treating soon followed in the mid-1930s. As pumpkin carving grew into a multi-million dollar industry, American farmers began to examine the specific types of pumpkins they grew, bread, and the lines of squash specifically for carving. Massachusetts farmer John Howden developed the Howden pumpkin in the late 1960s, and it's still the most popular carving pumpkin in America. However, the very thin uh, the very things that make the Howden pumpkin perfect for Halloween, the thick stem, the shallow ribs, thin flesh in relation to size, makes it less than ideal for eating. Meanwhile, pumpkin varieties such as the sugar pie, kabocha, and carnival make better for eating. And they're they're enjoying a renaissance at farmer's markets and tables across the country.
0: It does seem like pumpkin pie and pumpkin things are becoming more popular in american culture
1: i think that that is heavily to do with the pumpkin spice
0: latte yes definitely the pumpkin spice latte has changed but <laughs>
1: i saw something that blew my mind about the pumpkin spice latte recently and it was that it doesn't taste like pumpkin yeah,
0: that it's the i don't like it it's, it's
1: the spices yeah, that go into yeah, a pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie
0: yeah that's exactly so it's it.
1: not actually pumpkin flavor at all
0: yeah, it's, got like it's just made, pumpkin cinnamon cinnamon spice so yeah that's all it is yeah
1: But I don't think people... I think people are out here thinking it tastes like pumpkins.
0: Well, you know. I
1: don't know. Anyway, so other than pumpkins, I think my next favorite part of Halloween is Just, the
0: candy yeah the candy right <laughs> who
1: doesn't like candy and like we're free all about candy. the candy around here we give we've been giving out full-size candy bars well,
0: we're trying to bring trick-or-treating trick-or-treating back yes we're to bring it, it back. makes us
1: sad that kids don't trick-or-treat like they did when we were kids yeah
0: for sure like At that least is, not in our area. But. like
1: seriously join me in not letting trick-or-treating die take your kids yeah. trick-or-treating it's
0: the best. Yeah, yeah. And even if there's a quarantine, right, what, what better you? Are you wearing a mask? Yeah, for yeah, real. You're really, more encouraged to wear a mask than ever now.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, wipe the candies down with a Lysol wipe. I don't know. Yeah, That's probably a terrible
0: idea. As, long as it's I'm still I'm in the
1: first. Mean, I mean, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, okay. So, anyway, this is going off topic. I'm talking about the history of Halloween candy. So, for most kids, it would not be Halloween without trick-or-treating However, that was not always the case. When the custom of trick-or-treating started in the 1930s and early 1940s, children were given everything from homemade cookies and pieces of cake to fruit, nuts, coins, and toys. In the 1950s, candy manufacturers began to get in on the act, and they promoted their products for Halloween. Oh,
0: of course, right.
1: And as trick-or-treating became more popular, candy was increasingly regarded as an affordable, convenient offering. It wasn't until the 1970s, though, that wrapped factory candy was viewed as the only acceptable thing to hand out to all the little ghosts and goblins that showed up on people's doorsteps. Okay. A key reason for this was safety, as parents feared that the real-life boogeyman might tamper with goodies that weren't store-bought and sealed.
0: Oh, I mean, okay, so...
1: Yeah, I feel like we're kind of guys on that because like we did
0: watch a documentary uh it was called Urban Legends
1: I think and, it was on Amazon Prime
0: Yeah and they, they do talk about like the only reported actual case of that ever happening was once
1: Yeah it was in 1974 yeah, uh in an 8 year old boy was uh Given cyanide in a
0: pixie stick. In a pixie stick, and, and they blamed his. Are they uh, accused his dad? Yeah,
1: his dad had gotten like a life insurance policy out on him shortly before that. Yeah. I think maybe it might have been his stepdad.
0: No, I think it was his dad. Oh, Okay. Uh, then they executed him. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But he
1: never confessed.
0: He never confessed, but that's the actually only ever confirmed case of that ever happening.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so it's just
0: really an urban legend that you can't be. Uh, harm. I know. But it's always smart to look at your candy and be careful with it. Like
1: But it also like I also it's that time of year where you see all the memes that are like watch out in your kids candy for marijuana edibles. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No Nobody's doing that. Doing that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So today when it comes to Halloween candy, a number of the most popular brands are enduring classics. For example, the Hershey's milk chocolate bar was produced in the year 1900 and Hershey Kisses made their debut in 1907. A company founder, Milton Hershey, was a pioneer in the mass production of milk chocolate and turned what previously had been a luxury item for the well-to-do into something affordable for the average American. In In the early 1900s, he also built an entire town, Hershey, Pennsylvania, around his chocolate factory in 1917 Harry Burnett Reese moved to Hershey, where he was employed as a dairyman for the chocolate company and later worked at the factory. Inspired by Milton Hershey's success, Reese, Reese, who eventually had 16 children, began making candies in his basement. In the mid-1920s, he built a factory of his own and produced an assortment of candies, including the peanut butter cup.
0: Yes, my favorite.
1: Which was invented in 1928 and made with Hershey's chocolate. During World War II, a shortage of ingredients led Reese to pull the plug on his other candies and focus on his most popular product, the peanut butter cup. In 1963, Hershey acquired the H.B. Reese Candy Company. That's one thing 2020 has brought me is Reese's. Yeah. Because I never really thought that I liked them. Yeah, they're delicious. Until, like, all of a sudden this year I realize that they are delicious. That's
0: the problem with them. Yeah. They're delicious.
1: I could go for one right now. In 1923, a struggling Minnesota-born candy maker, Frank Mars, launched the Milky Way Bar, which became a bestseller. That's my favorite. I love Milky Ways. Uh, In 1930, he introduced the Snickers Bar, another favorite, reportedly uh, named for his favorite horse. Followed in 1932 by the Three Musketeers Bar. Another favorite. Uh. Like, this guy's really my favorite. Frank's son Forrest eventually joined the company, only to leave after a falling out with his father. Forrest Mars relocated to England, where he created the Mars Bar in the early 1930s. In 1941, he launched M&M's. Mars anticipated that World War II would produce a cocoa shortage, so he partnered with Bruce Murray... Son of Hershey executive, in order to have access to a sufficient fly, supply of ingredients, the candy's name stands for Mars and Murray. Huh, good move. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I really love M and so that whole family is got my favorite. Another the Mars crowd. Salad? Yeah, I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> Another crowd-pleasing Halloween candy is the Kit Kat bar. Also. Yeah. a It's like all the chocolate ones. That is
0: one that I love, uh, especially around Halloween. Because
1: those mini ones.
0: Yeah. They
1: hit different, yes. The first Kit Kat bar was sold in England in 1935 as the Round Tree Chocolate Crisp. And in 1937, it was rechristened into the Kit Kat Chocolate Crisp. The name is said to be derived from the London literary and political group, the Kit Kat Club, established in the late 17th century. The group's moniker is thought to be an abbreviation of the name of a man who owned the shop where the group was originally gathered. Since 1988, the brand has been owned by Nestle, the maker of another perennial trick-or-treat favorite, the Nestle Crunch Bar, which debuted in the late 1930s. All of these candies
0: are so old. Yeah, that's crazy that they've been around that long.
1: And, of course, no Halloween would be complete without candy corn. Say what you will, but I personally think candy corn's fire.
0: I do like candy corn. I know a lot of people gets a lot of hate, but uh, the worst candy out there ever is circus peanuts. Oh so yeah,
1: you can't, can't ever talk, talk about, about candy corn while circus, as peanuts, as
0: well as circus peanuts. Yes, uh, it's a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the candy corn was invented in the 1880s by George Renninger of the Wonderly Candy Company of Philadelphia. Other companies went on to produce their own versions of the tri-color treat. None longer than the Golitz Confectionery Company, now known as Jelly Belly Candy Company,
0: yeah,
1: which has been doing so since nineteen or I'm sorry, since 1898.
0: Wow, that, these these companies really have been around for a long time. They That's really, crazy.
1: and like their candy all is still fire. Yeah, like what kind? Who's of out here? It, what are course the course new candy bars?
0: Yeah, what are new candy bars? Yeah. Well, I guess there are new candy bars like the Take Five, the Almond Joy. I, honestly, I think I don't the almond joys are around
1: been. for forever. Yeah, it does seem like it's
0: probably going. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So. We <laughs> so, love candy. The, <laughs> yeah. Especially the chocolate covered kind.
1: Oh, so also I wanted to talk about. I have some Halloween facts.
0: Yeah. You know I, I love, love, love the facts. facts. Yeah.
1: Yes. So this is like completely scattered and random. So, hey, but yeah, it's
0: just facts about Halloween. Yeah.
1: All right. So one of like this was what I was for Halloween last year. You know, I love the witches. So, the word witch actually comes from the Old English Wicca, meaning wise woman. In fact, Wiccan were highly respected people at the time. According to a popular belief, witches held one of their two main meetings, or sabbats, on Halloween night. So, that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, the fear of Halloween is called Samhainophobia.
0: Oh, wow. So, that's interesting. In other words, actually, at. Like a, guess that makes sense. There seems to be a fear for everything, but...
1: It makes sense that there's a fear Halloween. for Halloween.
0: Solemn-phobia.
1: <laughs> According to Irish legend, jack-o'-lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack, who, because he tricked the devil several times, he was forbidden entrance into both heaven and hell. He was condemned to wander the earth, waving his lantern to lead people away from their paths.
0: Ooh. All right. That's a good story. That, yeah. Ja- the Jack story. Uh,
1: one quarter of all candy sold annually in the United States is sold for Halloween.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I would think it'd be actually more like, like half.
0: Or a third. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a third maybe. This is uh, black and orange are typically associated with Halloween. Orange is a symbol of strength and endurance, along with brown and gold. Stands with a harvest in autumn.
0: Yeah, yeah, see that.
1: Black is typically a symbol of death and Ooh. darkness, and acts as a reminder for Halloween that it was once a festival that marked the boundary between life and death.
0: Wow, I, and that is what I like about Halloween. I like how it celebrates kind of like the darkness, you know, like and it celebrates the dead, you know. I yeah, think that's a deserving thing, really. You know, it's good to remember where we came from. So yeah, it's good that there's a holiday that celebrates the dead. I think.
1: I agree. I think that, like you, you never finished watching the Disney movie Coco, but
0: I don't like know. Yeah, I it was re-
1: it. yeah, it was like a great. That's really a great movie to watch in October.
0: Okay. Because it's know.
1: like Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Well, which is di- there's different celebrations all around the world yeah. for Halloween.
1: All right. So this one. It's kind of relevant, because I'm sorry if you hear Zeppelin walking around right now. Yeah, He's probably making noise. But tw- in 2018, 20% of people bought costumes for their pet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, we, we're good to hear that.
1: Yeah, we are. That's funny. They have Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, but it's, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> they have a cowboy hat, too. They get fed right. well, they're good. Yeah. All right, Harry Houdini was once one of the most famous magicians who ever lived. Strangely enough, he died on Halloween night in 1926 as a result of appendicitis brought on by three stomach punches. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was possible. That's scary. Yeah.
0: Don't get punched in the stomach.
1: The longest haunted house in the world is at the Factory of Terror in Canton, Ohio. Oh, okay. A child born on Halloween is said to have the ability to talk to Spirits.
0: Wow, that's, that's really an interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's
1: it maybe sense, you yeah. know the veil is thin.
0: What about the time?
1: Both Salem, Massachusetts, and Anoka, Minnesota, are the self-proclaimed Halloween capitals of the world.
0: Okay, yeah. The
1: blockbuster movie Halloween was filmed in just twenty-one days. Wow, and it was originally titled The Babysitter Murders. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween's better. <laughs>
0: better. But I kind of hate that they took over that name a little bit. Halloween. Really? That's just called Halloween. And not like Halloween night or something. Well, I don't know.
1: This is interesting also about the movie is it the noise, the stabbing noise, was made by them stabbing a watermelon.
0: And sometimes it a pumpkin, I read. They'd oh, stay, really? Yeah, it'd stab a watermelon and a pumpkin to get that's different interesting. sounds. Yeah, that's interesting, right?
1: So that's really about all I have on the facts.
0: Those are pretty good facts, though. I mean, I love Halloween, so it's, you know, always interesting to talk about the different aspects. uh, Which also led us uh, to uh, ask other people, you know, what their favorite things were about Halloween. Yeah, so we
1: posted a cool little thing on Facebook where we just asked, you know, our fans and listeners uh, and our friends to just give us what they love to do for Halloween. Yeah, what
0: were the categories? So
1: I asked, what is your favorite Halloween candy? What's your favorite Halloween tradition? Okay. Activity, movie, and costume.
0: Okay, yeah. That's five good ones. All right,
1: all right so I'm going to tell you my favorites. Okay. All right, so I said my favorite candy is a Milky Way.
0: Okay. It's,
1: I love it. It's chocolate, it's caramel, <laughs> it's nougat, it's perfect. Right. Okay. My favorite Halloween tradition is trick-or-treating.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: My favorite Halloween activity is a Halloween party. Yeah. Getting together with your friends, drinking. That's always a good time. Dress up in a costume. Yeah. It has me written all over it. All right, my favorite Halloween movie. Okay. I just went with Halloween.
0: Okay, the original you know, Halloween, yeah. Michael
1: Myers. I love Michael Myers. It's a good one. Yes, yeah, it is a, it, good it's
0: one. a go-to. I watch it every year and never get tired of it.
1: And then my favorite costume. Okay. A hippie in fourth grade. <laughs>
0: in the fourth grade? I went. to trip- have you a hippie uh, uh, anytime uh-
1: like, as an adult? Okay? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've been there, done that. I even wore platform boots wherever I went. Uh, like, we went sugar treating, and I wore platform shoes, and I was in fourth grade, and I think I maybe made it like three coves before I was like, all right, well, I can't walk any further.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, well. My favorite, my candy was uh, obviously Reese's yes. peanut butter cups. Can't
1: go wrong with that.
0: Yeah, my favorite tradition is carving a pumpkin. I've done that with my daughter every year.
1: Yeah, since uh, she, was she, born. she was
0: born. She's so now that's been yeah. sixteen.
1: Yeah, so that's been fun. We've been doing that since we've been together. Yeah, and obviously for, our, years. yeah almost nine. I think yeah. this might be our ninth Halloween.
0: Oh wow, awesome! So yeah, yeah. Was, yeah so every year we carve a pumpkin. Like at it's least just a one. tradition. Yeah. at least a pumpkin. Uh, to put out for Halloween night. Yeah. So we usually have at least three pumpkins every Halloween.
1: And then my mom's also been doing it with us.
0: Oh, well we have so more been... than three pumpkins. Oh, yes. yeah. We, we, we've we been. A little carried away we've
1: really sure. made it a fun, awesome tradition. Uh,
0: my favorite activity is uh, either a party or a give it out candy. Oh, we yeah. kinda do. The, we kind of make it a party. The same night that we're giving out candy. Oh, yeah, like our like friends, friends will come, come over. over yeah. just, so it's kind of a party uh, yeah. and giving out candy.
1: We love giving out candy. Like, we want all the trick-or-treaters.
0: Yeah, I love it's it. It's so fun for us. Continue doing it. Uh, my favorite movie I would uh, kind of be different a little bit uh, is the movie Trick-or-Treat. Oh, that's a really good uh, movie. Yeah, if you've never seen it, it uh, came out in 2009, I think.
1: It's got Anna Paquin in it from True Blood.
0: Yeah, but they're like... Different stories all kind of tied into one story a little it's bit. It's really, really interesting. It's really good. It's good. If you've never seen it, Trick or Treat. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite costume. Uh, my favorite costume is a tie. I have to go with either a werewolf or a vampire. You were vampire a vampire for functionality. Oh, vampire yeah. is much easier to like talk and drink. You, know, you don't <laughs> have to have a mask. A on. werewolf is so fun to like dress up as because you can really kind of get in the character. And no one can see you. Like howling and yeah. stuff.
1: So, from the consensus on Facebook, Reese's was the favorite Halloween candy. Yeah. A lot of people said that, but we also got uh, Sour Patch Kids.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Snickers. Yeah. Kit Kat. Yeah. All of those are good, but I can't recall ever getting Sour Patch Kids, maybe. Maybe one of those little bags. Yeah,
0: yeah. You get the little bags. Yeah, Sour you're Patch right. Things. Kit They're Kats, good. man. Yeah, I love uh, We cats.
1: might just have to go get some Kit Kats. <laughs> so, my favorite, uh, so for favorite traditions, true, uh, Trick or treating one that had yeah. the most votes for, but there also is a lot of really good ones. Um, a haunted hayride, oh, we yeah, love doing that. doing that. Yeah, um, going to a cemetery.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, costumes, that's a great. Yeah, yeah, Costumes is one of my favorites. Yeah, and then the best. this one I loved reading the great. Uh, it's a great pumpkin Charlie Brown.
0: Uh, I, Halloween. That's a good one too. Another one that we have. Uh, that's a good cartoon, is The Halloween Tree. Oh,
1: yeah, It came out
0: like in the 90s. It's like a Ray Bradbury story. If you've never seen it, it's called The Halloween Tree. It's a fantastic Halloween movie. It's a
1: great, uh, it's, a, it's a cartoon, but it's so good. Even
0: for kids, like, uh, oh, even yeah, even for like maybe like 12-year-old kids that age, it's still and, pretty yeah, good. And younger. Yeah, 12 and younger, I think it's probably pretty good. But I love it as an adult, so. Okay. so, yeah, so it's our Tree.
1: tradition of ours. We watch it every
0: year, too. Plus, another tradition I love doing, is going to a haunted house.
1: Oh yeah, well that's some that's what uh, I kind of thought of that with the hayride, but that is actually what won the number one favorite Halloween activity. Oh is really? Is go a haunted attraction. Go into
0: a haunted attraction. Yeah. yeah.
1: My so I said party, and you said uh, party and giving out candy, uh, but we also have binging horror movies.
0: That's yeah, great. That's, you
1: know, we kinda do that.
0: See the problem with these things is I kinda do them year round personally. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we do go a lot harder with the horror movies. Close late ma- September yeah, and October. October.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So uh this one, Ouija board in a cemetery. Really going all yeah, that's, out. That's yeah, true. Oh, yeah, that's doing a lot.
0: Extremely. Yeah,
1: and then also just everything Halloween period. Just celebrating the holidays.
0: Just all Halloween, yeah. Talk, yeah, everything I about it. it. Yeah, so, that's exactly how we feel.
1: Yeah, for real. The favorite Halloween movie, it what ended up being Halloween.
0: Yeah. Most people voted for that. It's the quintessential horror we movie. We also got power. some
1: good... Actually, so we have another vote for Trick or Treat.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So also,
1: some good ones is Interview with the Vampire. That's really uh, okay. good. And then uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh,
0: that's a good one, too. That's a scary yeah. movie.
1: And then that for costumes, wild. there is a lot of really... Interesting ones.
0: Oh well, yeah, but that's that's part of what is awesome about Halloween. Yes, it, it, you it, can it be, you be as creative as you want to be. You can be anything. You, you
1: can be, be funny. You can be scary.
0: Although uh, I I lean more towards the scary, but yes, you can also be something funny or goofy. Yeah. yeah, it's all fun, man. That's
1: I like. I think the 2020 costume of the year is probably going to be Tiger King.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately.
1: Carol Masters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Killer Fascinating Laptain. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so what was obsessed some... with? <laughs> I am never gonna financially recover from yeah. this. Alright. <laughs> costumes. We got a spider witch.
0: Ooh, hell yeah, oh, spider a witch.
1: Interesting combo. It's very specific. Red crayon. Uh,
0: specific also. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, uh a gypsy.
0: Okay,
1: that's Love cool. Love it.
0: Enough. Yeah, that one's cool. Kesha. Uh, also very specific. Yeah,
1: I see a I lot. I guess that's
0: very fun. It's very glittery. Glitter. Yeah,
1: Number one fun. thing that comes to mind. Um, all of the costumes is what I've heard Just all nice.
0: that. them. What do you know? Oh, I'm Dracula. What do you know? Oh, I'm side. What do you know?
1: It reminds me of, I've seen kids go trick-or-treating with two masks. <laughs> you so
0: they can back? go back, yeah. Hey, whatever, man. Yeah, you know, the That's the to treat. that kid. That the treat. Yeah. 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 That, that's the trick. Yeah. That's what it's all good. about. I'm not one of those people that stings about who I give candy to. Yeah. We if you are trick or treat, I'm giving you candy. Yeah. The only thing I ask is just just be somewhat respectful about it. You know what I mean? For I don't owe sure. you candy. You don't owe me anything. Right? So. I think that that. That's what I think.
1: Look, we are. I think we've made it clear that you and I are proponents for trick-or-treating.
0: Oh yeah for sure. We
1: love Halloween I everybody is so into Halloween now it's we just well, want or treating to be a thing.
0: yeah it kind of goes in ways it definitely isn't as strong as it used to be unfortunately, but uh, I think people are just worried about safety yeah And I think uh, if you know we really try we can figure out ways to make it safe you know uh, I think Halloween's about adapting so you yeah. know just keep the spirit alive uh, you know.
1: It's been around for this long. Like, look at the history. Oh, well, yeah. You're know we'll I mean? always like, suffering. It's not going go to go
0: anywhere. Sure. Trigger, or you might suffer or something. Ha- uh, haunted movie, you know, horror movies, obviously, have suffered. <laughs> but <laughs> so.
1: hey, at least we have the classic. All right. Well, uh, you know, before we go, I just want to tell everybody uh, check us out Facebook, Instagram, like always. Yeah, like ha- always.
0: Haunted Haze Podcast. Yeah. At gmail.com is our email. That's yeah. uh, Haunted Haze Podcast. Type that out. Uh, in full, if you're searching for us on Spotify, oh, yeah. we have
1: been told that you have to like put it in exactly Haunted Haze Podcast.
0: Yep, yeah. so if you're having trouble, uh, yeah, send that. Us,
1: and if you if you ever can't find us, just send us an email, like we said, at Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, we can send you a link, if anything.
1: Yeah, we'll help you out, hook you
0: up. Uh, yep, yeah. also uh, check out Hippie Haze, our arts and crafts uh, gifts and uh, yeah. ideas.
1: It's tie-dye, gifts, stash boxes, you know. Yeah,
0: paintings that we do. Uh, If you're looking for a gift for you or a loved one, uh, you can find it at Hippie Hayes. Yeah, at Hippie Hayes
1: Studios
0: on Etsy, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, it's all kind of like a, you know, a a stoner vibe, spacey kind of vibe to it. Aliens. It's it's just fun little things that we do, fun paintings that we make. Uh, Check us out. Uh, You can find us on Etsy. Yes, at
1: Hippie Hayes Studios.
0: Uh, thanks for uh, joining us for our Halloween episode.
1: Yes, I uh, hope you enjoyed
0: come. it. Hope you've uh, enjoyed some of the stories that we told about it.
1: And tell us, like, we want to know what you think. Tell us what your favorite Halloween stuff is. If yeah. you didn't say it on here,
0: yeah. and We hope that you uh, have a great Halloween and hope that uh, you stay safe. But yeah, uh, you have a good time. Go and tag to us in all
1: your kids trick or treating costumes because I yeah, want to see, them costume all. Wanna see all the costumes. I want to see all the costumes.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, happy Halloween. Stay safe. I imagine the the number one you said uh, you said it was gonna be the Tiger King. It might be like quarantine, people.
1: Quarantine. Yeah, the
0: number one costume. I'm thinking it might be something like to do with quarantine.
1: All right. Well, yeah. I guess. Or we'll mask. Find out. Everybody's
0: just gonna have the paper mask on. <laughs> right.
1: Like the ones we wanted wore at the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you everybody for. Checking out a special Halloween episode. Uh, before we go, no Halloween uh, is right without a uh, ghost story, right? So yes. I'm going to leave us off with a ghost story. All
1: right, sounds
0: good. How's that sound? All right, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. John thought his wife was imagining it all. The noises, the shadows, the voices. But he soon came to realize that there was something, some unusual powerful force in his home that might be a threat to his children. He came to believe that it was evil. This is John's story. I was not a believer in paranormal activity in February of 1998. However, that all changed. I moved into a first floor apartment with my fiance, Kathy, who was pregnant at the time, with the first of our three children. I also have two daughters from a previous relationship. It was my youngest daughter, who was three at the time, who was the first to experience something disturbing. She had an unnatural fear of the walk-in pantry in our kitchen. Every time we would sit down to dinner, she would point at the pantry and say it was bad. She would never go into the pantry or even walk near it. At the time, we just brush it off as nothing, a childhood fear. I work with children and know that sometimes little imagination just run wild. But as I think back on it now, it might have been my oldest daughter, Melissa, and niece who brought this thing into our home. One day, I caught them playing with a Ouija board. In the pantry, I wonder if it was how all this started. My son John was born in May of that same year. From the time he was born until about two years of age, he could not sleep through the night. He would constantly wake up screaming and crying to the point where he didn't even recognize us. Even with his eyes wide open, he always seemed to have a confused look on his face. One night, while he was crying, we went into the room to see what was wrong. Little John was pointing at the back of the door saying, That's bad. Naturally, we were concerned and consulted a doctor about this behavior. The doctor said it was simply night fright. I, too, thought he was just having nightmares, but Kathy sensed something else was happening. She felt there was something in the house, and she had previously lived in a house that was haunted. I didn't believe her. From that point on, however, every stranger thing began to happen in that house. One evening, we were all sitting in the kitchen for a normal family dinner, making everyday conversation. Suddenly, the entire kitchen started to glow blue, as if there were lighting inside our house. It just kind of flashed before our eyes. We sat there with our mouths open, looking at each other with confused expressions, wondering what the heck caused that. On another occasion, I was out at night, and Kathy was up alone watching TV in the front room. She heard footsteps coming from the kitchen and saw small moving shadows. She thought the kids were up and running in the house. But when she got up to put them back to bed, she found them sound asleep in their room. One night, she was asleep in bed when suddenly someone pulled the pillow out from under her head, waking her up. She looked around, but no one was in the room. Yet another night, she swore she saw the shadow of a small child next to her. When she turned to look again, it vanished. Kathy experienced most of this phenomena. Whatever it was, she used to throw toys at her legs while she was leaving the kids' room. No one was in there. The children began to complain that they were being picked on while trying to sleep. Doorknobs were turned by unseen hands. These could be heard turning in the locks, and no one would be at the door. The shadows on the windows would rise up and spin out of control when no one was near the windows. There are just some of the unexplained things to happen over the years in that home. After our second child, David, was born, one night Kathy heard him moaning in his sleep. He was lying in his cradle, which was in our room. She had fallen asleep, and I was in the front room watching a TV show on, of all things, Ghost. When she was awakened by the baby's moaning, Kathy began to get up, but lay back down when she saw she looked like me in the dark standing over the baby, looking as though I was getting ready to pick him up. But the baby continued to moan. After a few more minutes, she sat up in the bed again and saw the shadowy figure was still there. At that point, she called out my name. John? No response. She called out twice more. When I didn't answer, Kathy panicked and jumped out of bed. The shadow disappeared just that quickly. Kathy went out of the room and found me asleep on the couch. She was crying and frightened. Someone was over the baby doing something to him. I tried to rationalize what she saw. Perhaps she was half asleep and imagined it, or she was dreaming. Then I recalled that while I was watching those ghost stories on TV, I had said to myself that I wish I could see a ghost. After everything we have been through, I will never utter those words or think those thoughts again. As our family grew, the strange disturbances continued. While I was working, Kathy was home with the children. She was feeding our youngest child, Jessica, who had just been born. Suddenly, little John, who was now three, heard a man's voice calling out, John, in a whisper from the outside hallway. Kathy distinctly heard it, too. John started to open the front door and run out, thinking it was me, but Kathy stopped him because she looked at the time and knew it was too early for me to be home from work. She went to the door and opened it cautiously. No one was there. Through all those years, Kathy and the children seemed to be the focus of the supernatural energy. I had remained skeptical because I had not experienced anything directly. The turning point for me started one night when Kathy was out late. I was watching TV when I heard the keys turning in the front door lock. I thought it was Kathy and decided to play a trick on her, to scare her. I turned off the TV and hid in the side of the door so I could jump out and scare her when she walked through it. I stood there alone in the dark waiting for her to enter, but she never came through the door. I was certain I heard the keys in the door and wondered what was taking her so long. I decided to open the door, but to my surprise there was no one there. Instead of scaring her, I only succeeded in scaring myself, so I went to bed. From that point on, I started to become more aware of the odd things happening in the house. One summer night, we came home from shopping and the whole house was very warm. I started walking through the house, opening doors and windows. When I walked into the kids' bedroom, which is just off the kitchen, to open their window, their entire room was ice cold. There's no way this one room could be very cold while the rest of the house was so warm, I thought to myself. Unless there was something in there. I had heard stories about rooms becoming cold when there was a presence in them. I didn't believe it until then. One night, the kids woke up crying. I went into their room and lay in bed with them until they fell back asleep. I began to doze off myself, but was startled fully awake when I heard clear as day someone whisper in my ear, John. It sent shivers down my spine. On another occasion, I could feel the presence. I would watch TV late at night and would go into the dark kitchen for a snack. Suddenly, I would get the chills, the kind you get when you feel like someone is watching you. I would get so spooked that I would turn back and forget about the snack. Kathy had a friend who was what you would probably call a healer. She practiced spells, not for evil but for good. Unbeknownst to me, Kathy had told her about the things that were going on in our home. This woman cast a spell of protection on every one of us who slept in that house. I didn't become aware of this until I mentioned to Kathy that finally our children were sleeping through the night and hadn't awakened crying for a few weeks. That's when Kathy told me that she, what she had done. Her friend also suggested it would be in our best interest to get the family out of that house as quickly as possible. What she sensed in our house was an evil and mean and would eventually hurt one of us. And for those four years went by, The last year and a half in which I personally experienced the phenomena transformed me forever and changed how I view the unknown. I now know there are such things as ghosts, demons, or paranormal, whatever you want to call it. As we were moving out of that house, we talked to our upstairs neighbors. Strange things were happening to them too. But we haven't had any problems since we got out of that place.